Animal here. It's Friday, October 13th, and that can only mean one thing. The Rangers and the Astros in the ALCS. That's the most scary thing I could think of. So join us today as we break that down and preview it. Texas Rangers with the boys. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. And we want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. This is your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YBK, Kevin Frazier. You can find me on social media at Kevin Lee Frazier. That is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. Don't forget to check out TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com on social media at TXRangersWTB. And don't forget to check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. One word. I had to, I had to, a brain freeze there. That, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You, I was like, did I say it? No, I website. didn't say it. I like that. I like that. that, was, that <laughs> it was a, it was a, it was a flinch. Like I was like, I was like pump faked you to see if like you were paying attention, but uh, oh, that, that's not true at all. Uh, joining me, obviously my co-host, the 300 pound animal, AKA bull on this ALCS Eve sort of, um, how you doing buddy? And where can they find you on social media? Well, it's kind of our ALCS yep. Eve, right? We, we we took yesterday off so we could make sure and get this one in today to kind of, I don't know, put a bow on the ALCS. Uh, you know, it feels like it feels like it was just so recent that the Rangers played the Astros, but I mean, at the same time, so much has happened since then. With I mean, Evan Carter wasn't even on that baseball team. I think he might have still been in high school, maybe when they were playing the Astros. <laughs> It's quite possible. So, it's quite possible. Yeah, you know. So, uh, but anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. Um, we're we're doing good over here at Casa de Manimal. We are um, on the verge of hitting the road for a, a week long excursion through the Pacific Northwest with the missus and the bullman. Um, mm. We, you you know how it is. I mean, when you when you get to a certain point, you just have to take your fun uncle on the road to yeah. on vacation. And yeah, uh, yeah, so, yeah. so Bullman has officially become our Funkle. And the Funkle. We, uh, uh. Yeah, our Funkle, yeah. But, like, that's what Barrett will call me later on, like, down mm, like, Okay. Like, whatever, I'm, like, calling him up and saying, hey, you want to go, let's, let's go to the big house this weekend and don't mm, take your mm. dad. Mm, He's going to yeah. be like, yo, I'm going to go with my Funkle, my Funkle mm. Bull to, mm, the, to mm, the Michigan mm. game or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, but anyways, that's... That's neither here nor there. We are we are planning on uh, getting up there to see uh, a good friend Cedric the Hitman, mm, which, uh, okay, okay. which Kevin and I will both attest that uh, Cedric the Hitman is one of the true good brothers in the he professional wrestling business. Uh, yes, definitely but, a good good friend. But as we talk about baseball, we've got a lot to get into, so I won't take up too much more of everyone's time bragging about all my Pacific Northwest adventures. You can follow those adventures on X at Manimal Bull, Instagram Manimal 300, and both TikTok and Facebook at Bull Pro. If you want to talk Pacific Northwest, I'll talk that. If you want to talk Rangers baseball, I'll talk that. But don't, but don't hit me up asking me about the Astros because mm. I, mm. I hate them guys. Mm. Mm. The dumb Astros. Anyways, um, well, speaking of the Astros, and uh, let, let's jump right into our Around the League section here. 
So first things first, um, I, I, I didn't, we didn't talk anything about this off air, but I have a feeling it would be hard not to talk about it on air. The Phillies beat the Braves. Wow. The Braves, the vaunted powerhouse, unbeatable, best team, one of the best teams in history, um, all of that. And they are going home and not only going home, but the Phillies and the Braves become a very almost nasty rivalry, which I absolutely love. It's almost not a rivalry, right? I mean, the the Phillies have been winning all the games, like the important games lately. Yep. The Astros seem to win a bunch of games that aren't very important. Braves, you mean? Yeah, that that one kid, uh, their their shortstop, Arcia, he's taking a lot of heat this week. Uh, Mm. I guess he, I guess he said something about Bryce Harper running in the clubhouse, which shouldn't be a big deal at all, because if Bryce Harper didn't like what was said, he wouldn't, he would have not gotten himself doubled off there at second, whatever. I don't think that's a big deal at all. I don't think the attaboy Bryce Harper or whatever is a big deal. I don't, I don't, I mean, if anything, all it did was fire Bryce Harper up for game three because he right. came out on fire mm-hmm. and uh, and then last night you see Arcia arguing with the fans in in Philadelphia mm. and you're just thinking what's this kid doing I mean he's getting them riled up he's getting them into the game more than they already were in the game and your team is sitting here getting beat by Ranger Suarez with, mm-hmm. with Strider on the hill yeah so you know, I don't feel sorry for the Braves. I, I mean, like, like there's been a bunch of stuff. The Braves, like the Strider kid. Did you see the interview where he was telling the telling him like, I, I wish they didn't have fans in the stadium. Jeez, like, dude, come on. Those are the people that pay for you to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, the, I, yeah. I just, I mean, there's you can go a, back a, a little lot bit. of, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've been pay playing play. with fans. Yeah, so I don't know, man. I don't feel sorry for the Braves. I don't. I don't buy into the excuses that everyone's making for them. I mean, I don't. I, neither for them, the Orioles or the the Dodgers. I don't buy into those excuses. I mean, look. let's talk about that. Let's talk about that before we do that. I've got well, to let's roll quick. on and let. let well, I want to say one thing real quick Dodgers about match. Bryce Harper. Yeah. Bryce Harper is a good baseball player, man. Like he's, he's a. I, Dang good baseball player. And the last thing you need to do is poke the bear uh, when it comes to somebody like that. So that, no, that to me is kind of where I realized it was kind of the dumbest, the dumbest move ever was I'm like, I'm not saying anything. I, I want Bryce Harper to like, like fall asleep, you know, like I don't want him to like get woken up at all. And yeah, he might there. be a little injured. Did you see the, him? They had a collision there at first base, and it was looking like he, he was holding his Tommy John repaired right arm. Mm. See, I, I just don't think it's ever a good idea to, to try to fire up one of the best players in baseball, if, you know, arguably. No. You know, and it, you know, it took him it took him a little over a decade, but I, I finally think he might be the, the better player between him and Trout. Yeah, I mean – but <clears throat> moving on, I, I think we're going to talk about the Astros uh, um, overcoming the uh, well, Dodgers. Yeah, the Astros beating the the Minnesota Twins. Oh, and then the Arizona, the Arizona, and the Dodgers. Oh boy, yeah. Um, mm. The Dodgers get swept. I mean, oh. just three, just 
pathetic pitching performances from starting pitchers. I mean, Miller, Lynn, and Kershaw were all awful. Mm -hmm. I mean, not like, I mean, awful, awful. Mm -hmm. Like, not bad. Not, they weren't very good. They were awful. And, I mean, you're not going to win games when your pitching staff has given up four-plus runs in the first inning, both all three nights. And I think I saw Freeman and Betts win a combined one for 27 in the series. God. Yeah, Free- no, oh. Betts didn't get a hit. Yeah, After I sat had there one and hit. gushed over him for for days and about how great of a player he is, which he still is. But man, absolutely, one of the biggest choke jobs I would have to say in modern. modern yeah, I mean, it, it shows how hard playoff baseball is. I mean, you know, you're looking over on the other side, and everybody on the Diamondbacks seems like they've got pure power and. <laughs> and and everything's going right for them, and and you know, I mean, the Phillies and the the Diamondbacks. I don't know what you think of that series, but it's going to be interesting, and it'll start in Philadelphia, and uh, uh, you know, with the Phillies and Diamondbacks being the two teams that are in the National League, if the Rangers can come out of this American League, <laughs> they're going to have home field in the World Series. Yeah, that that would be one of the coolest things ever. Um, and, and I also think one, one, one thing I can attest to with all of, we played all these teams and we've seen them all and yeah, I'm, I'm everybody gonna, now. Yeah. And I, I'm going to be honest, like, I mean, all of the team, all four of those national league teams, we've seen them all. And I, I honestly think like, they're not that separate. Like they're not that far apart. Like the Phillies were a good team when they came in here that opening week. I mean, they just had pitching, uh, galore. Arizona, kind of the same story. I mean, they've got pitching. They've got a great lineup. It seems like with Arizona, it's like you don't ever get a break um, going through that lineup. So, you know, I, I I can see that there's a lot more. What I would say, and, and this will be a segue into maybe our next segment here, is that I would say there's a lot more parity than um, than we're we're given the league credit for between uh, the those these final these final eight teams that were left that became the final four. I think there was just a lot more parity there that those eight teams are all good teams. And I didn't think there was a huge gap between the, the best team and the worst team. And that's just from, from, from I, from first eye view, like playing against well, all these teams. And I think we saw that both with the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks and the Rangers and the Orioles. Mm-hmm. It, that there wasn't that much separating those two teams. When you saw them play early in the season, you didn't know, you didn't really know that both the Orioles and the Rangers were going to be in the playoff scene at the end of the season. You didn't know that. I mean, you didn't mm-hmm. think like, oh, here's 90 and 101 win team mm-hmm. early in the season. You think like, here's a couple of teams that are fighting to get better. Yep. And, uh, you know, when you see them in the playoffs, the Rangers happen to be hitting at the time mm-hmm. when they caught them in the playoffs and the, and the diamond, ba- uh, the same thing with the diamondbacks. I mean, the Dodgers, I think they kind of owned the diamond ba- diamondbacks in the regular season, but mm-hmm. you know, the diamondbacks, we, we saw them on the last weekend of the season. We're pulling for them to get any kind of hit and they can't do anything. Right. right. So, you know, I mean, like how, how quickly things can change. And I mean, Right, we saw like they beat up both Corbin Burns and Freddie Peralta in Milwaukee, and then they, I mean, they jumped on Kershaw, Miller, and uh, uh, Lance Lynn 
Uh, and, you know, I mean, hey, looking back on that thing, remember Lance Lynn or Jordan Montgomery and how I was so adamant not to get Lance Lynn. And that was why he just gives up too many home runs in so important situations. And don't get me wrong, I like Lance Lynn. And I, I was really happy with the time that he spent here as a Ranger. But I thought if you're going to go out and get a starting pitcher, you needed somebody a little bit better than him. And I mean, he start he ended the season really nice with the Dodgers, but when the playoffs showed up, he he showed who he was. Yeah. So as far as the playoffs go, and there's been I, I've actually had these conversations firsthand with <clears throat> with Dodgers fans, and it. It's just enough. We, we talked about it briefly before about this whole wild card teams having an advantage um, or that there's no advantage for the team that gets to sit and take five days off and not have to play for their playoff lives, um, that there's an advantage to the teams that do have to play for their playoff lives. Um, I think it's kind of nonsense, especially when you consider that the Astros have taken advantage of that two years running. And it just seems like teams like the teams like the Dodgers and the Braves, because their fandom are so upset. And I guess all their apologists too, because remember John Smoltz was a brave. Um, All their apologists are just looking for excuses to make for their team. Instead of, instead of really saying, Hey, you guys dropped the ball. You guys have the advantage of home field. You have the ability to set up your, your starting rotation and so because a wild card team plays well enough to give themselves a little bit of an up, like give the, put themselves a little bit more on equal playing field, that that gives them an advantage or that there's no advantage to winning your division and getting a bye. I just think it's, I think it's just ridiculous. It sounds ridiculous. To well, talk I, about it. I don't understand the, I mean, are, are they not taking live batting practice every day? Are they not facing live professional pitchers every day in their I mean, I know it's not game situation or whatever, but I mean, there's no reason why bullpen hands shouldn't be continuing to keep these guys ready every day for 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 games for play. I mean, I, I think it's an excuse that people like to run with the moment that things aren't going their way. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, if it was really something, then the then the Astros would be getting beat. Yeah, yeah. That's all. I mean, that's all I can say about it is if it was really something, then the Astros. And this is a completely different Astros team than last year's Astros team. Hundred. This isn't the, this year's Astro team. Isn't the dominant team that the Astros were last year mm-hmm. when they were like well the Astros were just so dominant well that's not the case this year I mean the Astros are still a very very good team don't get me wrong they won 90 ball games for a reason they won the N- the AL West um, on a tie break because they're a good team that they beat the Rangers enough to get what they needed out of it mm-hmm. so for for me to look at that and say like you know, oh it's because the Dodgers went out because they had a week off. No, the Dodgers went out because no one showed up. Mm-hmm. They choked. That's I why mean, they lost. What part of what? I mean, Kershaw gave up eight. Miller gives up six. Um, Lynn gives up four in the first inning. I mean, no, that's not that's not winning baseball. I mean, like you can make excuses for that, but. Like all those guys in the playoffs, they're used to going on longer rest than they would if they were 
I mean, like, what are we going to make an excuse whenever, uh, like, say, for example, the Rangers, they've used two starting pitchers mm-hmm. in the in the whole playoffs so far. Right. So, like, so when they get to their third pitcher, and the, which we'll, we'll talk about in a minute, could be John Gray, could be Max Scherzer, could be Andrew Heaney, could be Martin Perez. We don't know. Right. So when we get to that point, are we going to be able to make excuses for the Rangers? Oh no, no one. No will, one's no going to have an excuse for the this. Rangers. No one. No, no, no. No. We, no one will have an excuse. So no. I don't know. It's just kind of like it feels like you know it's happening in L.A. It's happening on the East Coast. It just feels like they're just kind of sad that they're that their 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 coast teams didn't get into where they wanted them to and and the results didn't happen the way they wanted but I don't think that there's any disadvantage to having a week off I think that the, any disadvantage that it is is being made into a disadvantage by those squads I I agree I just think those teams did it. you know like let's let we're going to talk about the Rangers here in a little bit and you know let's we know that the Rangers are like a streaky team you know like they 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 hit good streaks and then they hit they hit not so good streaks and yeah if it comes one of those and goes in waves right them. and if one of those streaks comes against Houston here like like we're not gonna be like oh it's because Houston had the home field advantage you know or they had you know or, no the Rangers just this is the, they went out there and they lost because that's kind of the way things went like I don't know man I, I just feel like this kind of stuff I don't think it's healthy I, well, I don't think yeah, it's healthy I, at all like I, I'm about like having discourse about like things, but baseball does anything. It becomes an excuse for why something, you know, why somebody lost. And it's like, well, yeah, you heard all the rule changes this year. Uh, Acuna wouldn't be the player he was if they didn't have new rules, this and that, and this, and you know, it's always, everybody did something. No, nobody can ever just be good at something, right? Like mm-hmm. it's always got to be because of a reason I mean, you know, for a long time there, it was well. We could, we can't, we can't let Roger Maris have this home run record because he beat the Babe, bro. He beat well, the yeah, Babe. He it wasn't teams. about, it wasn't about the games and all of that stuff. There was any kind of excuse to make it sound like he didn't beat the Babe. And then yeah. you're talking about the Dodgers and the Braves and the Orioles and teams that are on those on those respected coasts. You know, and it, and it's like, oh, but 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 them, you know, but but the Dodgers, you know, but the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Well, the Dodgers yeah. went out there, and they got their butts kicked, and that's really yeah. all there is to it. Kershaw was on his regular rest. Um, Lance Lynn's probably been pitching on six or seven days all season, and you know, Bobby Miller's twenty-two years old. So I don't have any. I I got zero. I got zero excuses for the Dodgers outside of they didn't show up in the Arizona Diamondbacks did well we went a little long in this segment so why not uh, tell everybody what's coming up on December 1st before we get into Rangers yeah, December 1st Martin House Brewing we are going to be back with an all new show 
for Martin. I mean, for Matt War Pro. We had a big show at the Ridgely last Friday night. We're a week off of that thing now. And the fallout and the discourse has to happen somewhere. And what better place than Martin House Brewing? We're going to be on. We're going to be out there all night. We're going to have our brand new Matt War Pro Body Slammers beer on tap all night in the tap room and you can get you some four packs to take home with you after the show. But there's a uh, Rick Savage and Damo McCullough, man, it's going to be the winter classic. So I don't know exactly how this is going to happen. And what I mean by the winter classic, the winter classic is going to be a tag team tournament that uh, will be picked at random. Hmm. So oh, really? I don't know who the old man of oh. tag team partner is, but I'm kind of hoping for Chris Lyons. Really? I'm kind of hoping for Greg Savage. I want to see you and well, Greg Savage on the team. I, well, I don't know. Tell me a I ticket for that. The, I don't know if after last month he's in the Winter Classic. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the rules. What are the rules, right? But, but anyway, sorry, sorry, Ice Cream will be out there. You know our friends at Martin House will have all the brews, and we'll get uh, – We'll get an idea of who's going to be out there catering the thing in the next couple of weeks. But it's the Winter Classic. It's going to be at Martin House Brewing. And we've got a ton of fallout from the Ridgely Theater. And this is the end. Man, that's going to be exciting. Can't wait. Martin House is a wonderful venue to go to. What a Love great it. place to watch some wrestling. And uh, we had a, we had a ball the last time. I believe that was mine and Melody's first Matt War Pro. Yes, as the... the uh, what was the Hell's Half Acre tournament for the yeah. Trinity River Heritage title? Yeah, it's the thing that kind of started all this mess. Um, so anyhow, well let's let's jump into Rangers news. We do have some some pretty juicy Rangers news. Um, and it's really Hey, before we start on the Rangers news, I want to keep to remind everybody in that Arizona Fall League, Liam Hicks hasn't gotten out in like three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, it was I, like eleven I, I, for eleven. His last eleven or something like that. It's amazing. Yeah, he's on my. He was on the run sheet here. So why don't we talk about it? Um, it, it mentioning it makes me go okay. Like, and again, coming from a fan perspective, what does this mean for Liam Hicks? Like, like having a good Arizona Fall League. Like, what is the? It means, what is the I think it means effect? a lot to him. It's got to mean I think something. It means a lot to him. Because I think after this year, depending on what happens with Mitch Garver, because I don't know that Mitch Garver is going to be back here as a Ranger next year. Mm -hmm. I mean, that would put him probably right behind Sam Huff on the depth chart. Mm. If he, I mean, if he continues, because Ian Mahler is at the Fall League as well, and he's really struggling. So Mm. it shows the difference in between what Hicks has done and what Mahler's done. And also a quick note from the Arizona Fall League last night, Emiliano Teoda was dealing. He looked mm. really good. Lots of fire in that fastball last night. So good for him. He was throwing 96 to 98 uh, consistently, and uh, everything looked really nice. So was he the guy that we watched get taken off? He's not the guy. That was uh... – Takeo Roby. I get those guys mixed up. No, no, no. Takeo Roby is – he is in the fall league. Oh. But okay. he's playing for the St. Louis squad over there. Okay. Okay. Well – He is part so, of the Jordan Montgomery deal. And and with Liam Hicks, does this – he's about 25 years old, right? Yeah, he is right about that uh, catcher age, you know? Yeah. So, does that – excuse me. Does that mean that <clears> – <throat> what are the chances – would that put – I wonder what like how close he is for the rule five and then does that does that mean that the rangers are going to have a decision to make between him and sam huff 
uh, sometime here in the near future. Is that is that because again, I'm kind of like kind of seeing what would the dial effect be if Nick starts to make waves. Now he's making a way for himself. It's about time for him of that age. Uh, what what could be the repercussions of his way into considerable iteration for actually making this major league roster? Well, you know, he, he's going to be a rule – well, no, no, 21. He was drafted in 21, so 21, 22, 23. He's still got two years before he would be uh, eligible for rule five in the way he's moving through the um, the system. He may end up being on the 40-man before he's at five years in. So, um, But he's, he's still just at uh, – three years in the of service time. So he's still got two more years before he'll have to be put on the rule five or he'll be made available at the rule five. And uh, honestly, I have a feeling that he's going to be um, on the 40 man roster before then, especially with Sam Huff being out of options. So if they're going to move on from Sam Huff next year, uh, you know, expect Garver back. But if they're not, if you, if Garver isn't back, I don't expect them to move on from Sam Huff. And like I always say, you know, those things have a way of working themselves out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, just, yeah. And for me, I, I was really interested in, in just kind of what, cause you always have good, like really good, solid um, insight as to this stuff. It's just kind of like, well, what, what is it mean if it's having a, a good Arizona folly? It can't just mean nothing. We're not just, because it's you you want to you want to see more power but it's history too this is mm-hmm. something that's never <laughs> been done before in the arizona fall league so when someone does that you want to talk about it a little bit mm-hmm. and you know we'll have we'll have plenty of time to talk about the fall league when the rangers are over and we start talking about those minor league system teams a little bit more uh but as of right now i think it's just history and i think it's something that's special that liam hicks is doing so I want to make sure and kind of talk about it before we get into all the Ranger news that's going to affect this series, the ALCS. So Max Scherzer, he's going to pitch in this series. Yeah, I think there's no doubt at this point, right? I mean, yeah. uh, from all indications, the Sim game the other day, everything was fine. Uh, it doesn't sound like there's going to be any, uh, any more – talking and more doing you know i mean scherzer continues to say when my number's called i'll be ready and uh basically that's all i need to hear from from scherzer to know that uh he's ready to get out there um and and i think that it's it's time i mean you know this is about the the length of an injury that he had you know what i'm saying (laughs) like we're we're sitting at about six weeks right now Mm. so He's about on the, he's about on that timetable. Um, he's throwing with no pain. He's having no pain on the back end of recovery. So, I mean, let's all you can do is throw him out there and see what happens, right? I mean, yeah. And I mean, is there ever if, if there's ever a guy that you're you want to see what he's got and what he's bringing to the table right now? It's definitely Max Scherzer. Yeah, I mean that that's the reason he's here is to uh, give us give us an opportunity at uh, raising that, that, that ever so sought after. So also John Gray looks like I, to me, I, I don't, we don't have any solid like report to say, Hey, 
coming back. But it just seems like coming up. It seems almost a conclusion that once to the ALCS that they'd have John Gray available. So I assume, and, and that's a brave thing to do uh, in, well, in, in our line of career, that he'll be back for the ALCS as well. Well, that's just an assumption. I don't have anything to base that off of or anything like that. I'm kind of reading a little here and there on Twitter that, or on, on X that there may be a possibility that he is back. But, I mean, look, it, it, it's like those poor Mansfield Tigers last night playing the Duncanville Panthers. You know, there's no guarantees that you're going to walk away from that thing alive even. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's mm, a good point. How did that go? Oh, you know, uh, uh, not good for not good for Mansfield. Mm. But anyways, uh, uh, get away from the high school quips because there's probably a lot of people that listen to this show that have no idea what that is at all. But uh, um, honestly, I mean, John Gray, you you just don't know. I mean, he he's got that like. I mean, it's it's in the wrist, so you have to worry about that thoracic outlet syndrome. Um, you know, a couple of days ago, I was kind of thinking in my head that maybe we've seen John Gray pitch for the last time as a Ranger uh, with him not being back on the ALDS roster. But, you know, now I'm kind of seeing some talk that he may be back for the um, ALCS. And, I mean, you got to love that. You got to love the idea of going four deep with your four horses and, uh you know, you like that. You, you like the idea of John Gray being healthy. But, uh, you know, if he's not, they're going to go in a different direction. And we'll kind of find out in the next couple of days as they put put out this uh, ALCS roster. And it'll probably come out Sunday morning. So, uh, you know, keep your eyes out, open for that uh, Sunday morning because they'll, they'll have that roster coming out. And we'll just kind of see. But I would totally 100% expect Max Scherzer to be on that thing. Yeah, I'm really excited to see that roster and to see who the Rangers are going to be uh, bringing into that um, bringing into that series. So um, I think that's all that we've got as far as Rangers go. So before we talk about this Houston series, let me take a second to tell you guys about our uh, exclusive content. It's called Down on the Farm with the Boys. We cover all things Rangers farm system, um, news scores, box scores, transactions, call-ups, send-downs, rumors, and highlights. Uh, during the off season, since we won't have box scores or call ups or send downs, we're going to be doing an in depth uh, kind of coverage of, of each team and how their players did and how these top prospects on our top 40 really even passed our top 40 uh, prospect list because there's a ton of guys uh, on this in this system that have a lot to offer this team in the future. So if you want to find out more about that, then just go over to our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. One word. Or go to our Spotify page for just a dollar ninety nine. You can subscribe and make our podcast your one stop shop for all things Rangers organization wide. That's just a dollar ninety nine a month. So go subscribe right now. Yeah, because I'm putting together right now. I've been putting together the year in review for the uh, the right now. I'm doing the uh, Arizona Complex League, so mm. um, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. We're gonna have a lot of content come out. Once the baseball season has officially come to a close for the Texas Rangers, uh, Kevin and I will probably start putting together these uh, these reviews of the minor league teams, and uh, we'll talk about the top 40 prospects on there. We'll talk about the guys that uh, 
um, you know, that we're, that we like over there and, uh, and, you know, all, all things minor league baseball. Absolutely. And super excited too. Like it's a very exciting, um, exciting topic. And, and it is, it's one of those that's fun to talk about because it's so dense and there's just so much uh, to cover. So speaking of coverage, we have a baseball series coming up on Sunday and Sunday evening, the Rangers are going to be taken on the Houston Astros in Houston to start um, where the Astros really uh, aren't that great of a team at home. They, they have been so far in the playoffs, but, and we know that the playoffs kind of are, it's all, do, do we just need to get rid of anything that happened in the regular season and just go, okay, you know, let's just start all over. Cause none of this really seems to matter. Well, I don't know. I really don't because like we were talking about the last time the Rangers played the Astros, they were they weren't with a full squad. There was no Young, there was no Evan Carter. Um they were, you know, their bullpen was roughed up, Spores wasn't healthy. Um you know, so I don't know. I mean, again, the Astros have been, you know, they've been oft injured as well this season and they're starting to get a little bit healthy and those guys are starting to get their timing back a little bit. But, uh, you know, overall, you know how it is. The the dangerous ones are Alvarez, Bregman, mm. Tucker, and Altuve. The, the, the scary dangerous ones for the Rangers are Chaz McCormick and Michael Brantley and uh, some of that pitching staff there in the uh, on the front half. Uh, the Rangers have always had mild success or, you know, somewhat, somewhat successful against Justin Verlander. They've had really great nights against him and they've had really bad nights against him. Uh, and then, you know, after that, you're looking Franber and Erquity and whoever else they roll out there. And, you know, the, the Rangers are just going to have to take advantage of the idea that they can, they can hang with this thing and that, uh, you know, the last time that the Astros beat up on them, it's been a long time ago in, in Rangers in Rangers lore. So, you know, uh, we'll see. The Rangers were playing terrible baseball at the time when they caught them last time. Uh, you know, remember, if, if I remember correctly, it was the Adolis Garcia walk-off in Minnesota, and we thought, oh, man, the Rangers are going to have a little momentum going into – to Houston and that just didn't work out at all. And uh, so, <laughs> so we'll just kind of see, but uh, you know, this is going to be a tough matchup for the Rangers. The Astros do play better baseball when they play the Rangers, um, but we're just going to see seven games is a, it's a long series. It'll be the first seven game series they play this series or this year. So, you know, we'll just kind of, we'll just kind of go with the team and, and see how they do. Yeah. I mean that, that ultimately is all you can do. And uh, I think that one of the things I, I would say that the Rangers have had a little success against Justin Verlander. They've also had success against really good pitching um, just in general, but they've also had some success against Framber Valdez. Now, again, it's, it's been good. And then, you know, they've had success and then they've not had success. Um, but I'll never forget the game they had earlier this season where they got Framber Valdez just they had him rattled. All, all worked up. Yeah, they so had we him know that we can throwing at Nate Lowe's head. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah so, so I think the weird. Rangers have a chance here to to really rattle these guys, uh, or really just to get to the pitching. But I I think it just completely depends on what Rangers team shows up. And this year, that the best of the two Rangers squads, you know, like the Jack, Jekyll and Hyde 
the best Ranger squad has not really shown up against Houston, except for maybe in a couple of games. Yeah, Houston- that first series that they played, the Rangers played very well against the Astros, and then uh, pretty much from there, they haven't played real well against them. Yeah, and so, um, you know, we're, we're hoping that, that this is kind of the pendulum swing in the other direction for the Rangers in this series. Um and Jordan Alvarez, it's kind of like you've got him and my, him and uh, Corey Seager right now are both getting hot at the right time for their respective teams. And he's going to be a guy that, um, honestly, though, the Rangers have a lot of left-handed pitching, but I'm not really sure how much that matters to Alvarez. He seems like he's no, he, he hits, he, I feel like he almost has reverse splits against lefties where he hits better against lefties than righties. It's it's out of control. He's a uh, he's just a tremendous player. Yeah, and he really will. Wear, he'll wear out your pitchers with those pitch counts up there as well. Um, I'm trying to pull up the pull up some of his numbers, but I'm unfortunately my computer. They're, uh, they're huge. Everyone, everyone should know. I mean, he killed the Twins. The 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 Astros are moving on because of Alvarez. I mean, I want to say he was at like 500 against them, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, and and like, I mean, one time they. They gave an error on a double that probably should have been a double, but yeah, overall, I mean, Alvarez, he's just been a killer for, he was, he's been a killer his whole career ever since he's come up and, you know, I mean, you, you had him, I think, picked to be the uh, American MVP. League MVP and, and, you know, I mean, I, barring some injuries, maybe he would have been more in that running, but, uh, you know, he's just such a good player and the Rangers are going to have to, you know, hope that other they get beaten other places than, mm-hmm. than Alvarez, you know, I mean, like, because it doesn't get any easier. Tucker's right behind him. Bregman's right in front of him. Altuve's right there. So, you know, it's just a good squad. And, you know, I think the thing that the Rangers have to do is like, they can't be getting beat by Jose Abreu like the twins did. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you just can't get beat by Abreu who, I mean, who struggled all season long. And I guess he's kind of, coming into it in the playoffs here a little bit, but you just can't let that guy be the guy that beats you. Mm-mm. Well, I don't have anything else unless you're ready to make some predictions. No, um, I was going to say Verlander's going for the uh, the uh, Astros on Sunday night. The Rangers haven't announced anybody. I would assume that it's going to be Jordan Montgomery, but with Mad Max being on, his, on, the, on the mend, we may get to see that Scherzer-Verlander playoff matchup. We'll see. Woo-wee, man, what a what a that would be prime time. They go great well, they're in the playing in prime season. time too, aren't they? Yeah, it's a seven oh five or something. So what do you what do you think the chances that uh Rob Manfred's, you know, hopping on the hopping on his cell phone calling CY saying, Hey, uh hey, is Scherzer, you guys got prime time on Sunday. Uh is, is Scherzer is he gonna be good to go? Well And then know. and then CY says, Well, I mean, we think he's gonna be good to go, and then maybe Manfred says, Hey, um, you know, uh, do 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 me a favor. You scratch my back, I scratch your back, kind of thing. Uh, that that's a that's a Scherzer Scherzer Verlander. That's a that's a big ratings. Uh, uh, well, they were going. I mean, <laughs> even if it was, even if it was Montgomery Irkwoody, mm-hmm. it was going to be on at seven o'clock on Sunday night. So right. I don't think that it. Uh, I don't think there was any uh, Manfred to Chris Young conversations. Well, well, the, the the nudge would be nudging nudging Chris Young into talking to old Boach and 
you know, maybe getting uh, getting Scherzer out there for the for the marquee matchup for the Sunday night well, baseball. We'll, we'll see, but I, I mean, I think the Rangers are more interested in doing what's right for the club and not what's right for Rob Manfred right now. But uh, you know, Chris Chris Young, he was an office guy back in the day, so saying, you know, no saying. guarantees. Yeah, no guarantees. I'm just saying there might there might that phone call might have already went down. Uh, so, uh, I'm going to, if Scherzer well, rolls Kev, out, I got to get out of here so I can get on the road. So let's make these predictions so we can do that. I got, I got Rangers, uh, taking the first game on the road in Houston, three to two over the Astros. No, I think the Rangers are going to score six or seven. I think they're going to get one, but it's going to be like a, a seven to five hang on for dear life down the stretch. Okay. Awesome. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate you guys for sticking with us all season long. We are Texas Rangers with the boys. Don't forget to check us out on social media, TX Rangers WTV. Don't forget to check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. Oh, oh, one word. oh, oh, and don't forget to check out our exclusive content on there. Uh, down on the farm with the boys, just $1.99 a month. Go subscribe today. Don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcasting platform for the 300-pound manual. This is your boy, Kev. Let's take that ALCS, go 3-0 and uh, in the American League Championship Series for the Rangers. For Texas Rangers with the boys, we are signing out.